Episode each. Oh fuck! Oh, yeah. Welcome. <laughs> you should just leave that on there. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> welcome to Eat Sleep Run Repeat episode thirty, the running podcast for the average runner. Um, it's the usual crew: myself, Wooly, Spartan Sparling, and the yeah. Mountain Goat, Nathan Barden. Me. Oh, he's almost old. His birthday tomorrow. Oh shit! Is it really? Yeah. Another I year older. I have to check yeah. Facebook. Facebook's a good reminder for that, eh? <laughs> See people's birthdays. Yeah. yeah. Getting there. What have you been up to, boys? I've been in a bit of a world of hurt myself, but have you done much training? Uh, I've done nearly, what, 48, 49K or something like that. Just a just a regular week with a couple of rest days. But um, I did like a tempo run on Thursday and Friday is just an easy run. And then I did park run with Nathan on Saturday with a, a bigger warm down, like a good 5K park run. I was late as I got there at 11 past seven and I was still oh, committed. Shit. Good on you. Um, so you add that onto my time I run because I did two two K uh, two laps hard at North Lakes there. So they're about 1.6K and I caught the 27, me mate, 27 minutes He's the 27-minute pacer, so I called him about 500 metres before he finished. And then the last lap, I just jogged it with a couple of guys that were doing a warm down. So that was still included in my run. So I, my actual time for park run was 36 minutes something. Oh, I was going to say, you must have missed two laps at least. You know, I missed a lap and a bit because when I got there, I said, I oh, was the 27-minute pacer going past. So that's nine minutes. And they said, yeah, ages ago. I went, oh, yeah. all right. When when do they ever start early at North Lakes? They started at like six fifty eight or something. Oh uh, well, oh, shit. mate, they did actually start a bit early. Yeah, that never happens. Say. So when I got there, thinking I'm only you know maybe ten minutes late, being eleven past, I was actually like thirteen minutes late. I was just listening, catching up with the podcast, and I was listening to the one this morning. I was feeding the horses. Uh, the one I missed when I was in France, I was actually um, doing the. Uh, the actual race at the, the race. time, yeah. When you were, when you were, uh, and um, what park run was it you did? And Wax was like fifth or sixth or something. Redcliffe, Redcliffe, yeah, yeah Redcliffe, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, know. yeah. I might have to get out there then. Yeah. I don't think I've done Redcliffe. I've done Sandgate, but not Redcliffe. You put in a low twenty-minute time. You'd be in the top five. Yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah. That's good. So, yeah. yeah, if you oh, can get close to twenty, you on a on a good day, you'll win it there. I reckon. Yeah. So yeah, after Saturday, I, I um got together with a few guys in a WhatsApp chat, and we end up organising a 15k run out at um Deception Bay. So starting down at, I think it's Apex Park down at Captain Cook Parade there. I think we we did that run at Christmas time. Oh yeah, 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 that, yep. that yeah and we and we run down to um Har- not Harris Avenue. What's that? The, um, the Rothwell, the new one at Rothwell, that park run. I can't think of it. Yeah, Harris Avenue. Uh, yeah, no, no, that's that's Harris Avenue is Newangba. Oh, yeah, oh, it's the Rothwell. I can't think of the name of it, but we did a, a couple of laps around the sports fields there. Whatever it is, it's the Rothwell one. Um, and, and it's it's a all diverse. It's a it's around concrete and then on gravel and a bit of grass. Apparently, and we I was told when I was there, so that'd be actually a different sort of park run to a yeah, time. Isn't it? Bit different. Yeah, a bit of diverse sort Not of time. But... You've but just yeah, jogged a... my memory there. That that run that we did at Deception Bay is the one that where Wax was like ringing. Saying, like, yeah, I'm yeah, here yeah. where I is. And he was so, in Where did he end up? So that was called <laughs> where did he go? Captain Cook Parade Park. When he was going to be at Deception yeah. Bay, didn't he end up at like Redcliffe or he something? He was at like Scarborough. Yeah, because we gave him the Captain Cook Parade Park, right? And he went to Captain Cook Park at Scarborough. So a very yeah, similar yeah. name. So he just went to the wrong place. My old boss, he flew in from flew in from Sydney and um, got the high calves. He didn't know Brisbane very well. Forgot that I worked on the north side. And drove south from the airport to Bow Desert to go to like um, 
Oh, Peninsula, Med- Peninsula Medical Center, but he went to some Peninsula Medical Center oh, in Bow Desert. I'm like, no, mate, I'm coming over yeah, an hour away dry. from you now. Oh, where are you? Yeah. yeah, I was just like, oh, no. So we run the foreshore. That was actually a really good morning. It says a westerly wind, so it's coming from the land out to the sea. So when you're down, same as Sandgate, when it's westerly, there's no breeze, eh? There's nothing coming off the ocean no. in here, so it's just dead it's calm. Just, yeah. But um, you know what I noticed? Because that was a that was a fifteen k run. I did. It when did you do that? Yesterday on Sunday, yeah. I ended up couldn't sleep, so I got up at five o'clock or something. We met, met there at five thirty and went for a run. That way, I could come home and do Father's Day early and get on with it. Yeah. Um, you know what's happening? The birds are coming. The plovers are nesting. Yeah. Freaking yeah. magpies are staring you down as you run past. It's all going to happen soon, eh? We've got a couple more weeks, eh? And then we're going to be getting bomb yeah. dives for sure. The plovers are flying. Mate, they're not, the worst, they're not, hit, not hitting it you It was yet. dangerous on when I used to ride out on the road uh, <laughs> with magpies because I got fucking smacked by one and he hit me because they they learn you got a helmet on. So they go from the side. And this thing with its claws it and it hit me in the left ear and I yeah. swerved out. Lucky there wasn't anything coming, mate. I would have been dead. Like, yeah. I, I, I wonder how many people have actually been killed because of an incident of a magpie. Wasn't that that woman? Didn't she drop her baby? Was attacked by a magpie. Yeah, she, she fell. Her baby last year, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. yeah she was car- she was carrying her on the front carry, you know, yeah. like one of those um, baby born things where they carry him on the front and she tripped trying to run yeah. away and landed on, on the baby. Devastating. Yeah, so I reckon eh? they must be responsible for a few bloody deaths. Oh, you know, it's not like geez, the it's actual... A- it's the mega distraction too. Imagine the stacks on a pushy when you're doing like 30 or 40 yeah. k's an hour. Bloody hell. Mate, it's scary because you're not expecting all of a sudden whack and I was like, yeah. and I was on the way from uh, Debra to Sanford and that's a 100k an hour road. Yeah. Like for cars and the the, the, the lanes aren't that wide and I was like, Christ, I realised I was like, Almost out in the middle of the road, I was like, "Fuck!" I would have been cactus, you know, if something was coming. Yeah, it's it's. It, oh, I think you're right, Steve. I think it's about mid to late September's their nesting season. So even if I know they haven't had the babies, I think they just start protecting their area. And butcher birds as well. I used to have a uh, butcher bird at that's me. That's what I was going to say next. That's the three well. birds: the plovers, the magpies, and the butcher birds. And the butcher birds got a little. It's it's a smaller version of a kookaburra, but acts like a magpie. So it's got the big ass beak on it. Yeah, they kill So it looks like, yeah, really like I've a- watched butcher birds catch mice and <laughs> yeah. fly down and go bang and fly off with a with a mouse before, yeah. mate, when I've been mowing. But the yeah. magpies, they're, they're the worst, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. Just for anyone overseas that's listening that doesn't know what we're talking about. Magpie like season. We, <laughs> Australia just has some pretty wild shit going on with the animals, but we, there's like, Usually, sort of like September or August, we get like swooped by magpies, and usually they just sort of like fly past you, like really close, and sort of click their beak and stuff, don't they? Just scare you. But yeah. like a lot of the time, they'll actually make contact and you know scratch if you've you. You've got a cyclone with a helmet on. You're mm-hmm. definitely going to get whacked. They've taken people's Unless eyes you put out. Eyes on them. You can get bloody, those eye stickers, can't you? Yeah. Bloody dangerous, you know. Yeah. Like when we first moved here from England, I got caught coming home from school once and I just couldn't get home. Like a, this bird just had it in for me. Yeah. And every time I moved, it's, it just like went for me. Yeah. And um, I wonder what would happen, right? I wonder if you'd get done by the RSPCA if a bird went to attack line and you whacked it and killed it. Like, because it's a native bird. I wonder if you'd get, you wouldn't tell anyone, but say someone saw you and reported you. Well, I don't know your name or anything. They're not going to know your name. Self-defense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know the Sorry, thing? Sorry, Self-defense. You know, you know the thing? That butcher bird's got a little um, a little hook. hook on its beak. Yeah. yeah. And the other one's we got tal- we, yeah, the talons We don't on feed the... them, but they, get, they nest yeah. and they get close and they're, they're friendly here. We never yeah. get swooped on the, only by the plover. The plover yeah. used to nest in the front paddock here. Oh, yeah. that was absolute nightmare, man. And that's just so to protect the babies, eh? And they just sort yeah, of... Yeah, four eggs, four... And they nested... They decided to put a. They decided this year to drop their egg. When they, once they've laid one egg, like all of a sudden, if it's coming, they got to sort of like lay it quickly, and yeah. they lay it, and they laid it like about fifteen meters away from the back gate there, where the horses all come. So yeah. me being me, I I sectioned off an area of like probably four to six square meters with the like fence posts, little the ones we put in for the horses and electric tape, but I didn't electrify it. 
just to stop the horses running over them and let them have oh, their okay. And then the four eggs, and I've seen them out there in the paddock yesterday with the four babies running around. But I've found dead ones before. They've been trampled by the horses. Oh, shit. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, we just count them every now and then. I see them, oh, how many how many's left this year? Like, oh, they, last year, I think all four made it. But the year before, a couple got squashed. <laughs> but um, there seem to be all four running around at the moment. It just doesn't matter whatever discipline. You can't escape them. The birds are there for the riders because they're there. And if you go, if you go along like a, a creek pathway that has a, a, a concrete pathway and you're running, the magpies are up in the trees. And so you got to turn around of, and look at them. If you turn they, around and look at them and walk away as you're yeah. looking at them, walk backwards, they won't go yet because they, they know you've spotted them. Yeah, but, but I we, reckon yeah, when next... we used to be in big group cycling, we'd go, Oh, here it comes. We'd see it off in the we'd see the group, maybe the group had split up and you'd see them go, whack, you yeah. hit and we'd be laughing and we go, right, who's gonna get it in our group? You know. The uh, next month or so you're gonna see school kids walking along with sticks and waving above their heads on their way home and stuff. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, just carry an umbrella. Yeah. That's what I do. If I go out in the paddock though, and I've got plovers coming for me, I just put hold a stick above my head and then I they sort of go for the stick rather than you. What's happening with you, Wooly? Tell everyone what's going on with your back. Oh, yeah. I've got like a oh, – it happened in the mid-2000s. I had a pretty serious accident. Oh, not a, not super serious. Well, I, had ladder, an, I had an accident at work and it like ruptured. Well, they think it was the cause of like a, um, like a bulging disc. And I ended up having four bulging discs and uh, one of them required surgery to – repair it but i the surgery was so risky to do that i just yeah they, they said look you're so young you know i was at like early 20s at the time they said you're so young it was 60 40 60 chance that it'd go wrong you know and you get dr you. patel you get dr patel from bundaberg you might end up like completely paralyzed oh that's the guy that just used to yeah, yeah. <laughs> leave <laughs> he'd leave like a scalpel six. in you or something yeah, he yeah. killed like about six people on the operating theater. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they said you can do um the surgery or um like physical rehab and so I did like physical rehab and then I got it to the point where it was manageable and then basically it doesn't really bother me ever, but then I'll do it tends to get me like maybe once a year and I'll do something that just triggers it and then it will just I'll have like probably a couple of weeks of just real bad pain. Just twist wrong or something. Yeah, yeah. I think combination of doing some, some like sort of strange lifting at work where I've been working in the city, yeah. and um, and then going to the gym, like doing my normal gym routine. I reckon I've just really hurt it, but I finally um, like gave in and went to the doctor and got some meds for it, and the meds are starting to um, to work now. So I'm. I'm just going to start running again. Like it's, there's been an improvement today. So um, that's sort of been a bit positive for me because I've been a bit down all week, just, just in all sorts, not being, I've had to like push or work back. And so with, uh, so with the bolding disc, so that, that's like the suspension cartilage in between each vertebrae disc. So yeah. that's been pushed out to one side or forwards or backwards. So it's, it's, it's actually allowing the bone to sort of basically hit the nerve. Is that right? No, it's like the, the, the center of the disc is like sort of like jelly. Yeah. And um, when you get like a slight crack in the disc, the jelly comes out of the crack and uh, then the, the, like the jelly part touches the nerve. Yeah. And that's where you get the pain. So like Matilde suffers with the uh, sciatica and you're probably getting a bit of that. Like, um, yeah. Well, it's well, touching. That means that, like to have sciatica, usually you've got to have a bulge that's touching the sciatic nerve, which mm. is the thing that gives you the pain down the leg. But like it's, yeah, like you. Sciatica can sometimes be when your, your muscles got get tight around where that nerve, because that sciatic nerve comes out and down your leg. Like that's yeah. the main nerve. So, and it, if you get tight muscles, you like if Matilda does lunges. For some reason, it just puts that hip position in the wrong place, mm. and it, it impacts on the um, where the nerve comes out, and the muscle goes tight on the I think on the vertebrae, and it squeezes down on it. Maybe we need mm. a physio to explain it to us properly. And she's like in agony. But um, we've had that Lyrica 
I've had the Lyrica prescribed for me and that works really good for nerve pain. Mm. Um, it is, it can be addictive. Like I haven't had a problem with it. Like, I'm only taking five a night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I, every I night. Take it every night for two my years. Shoulder. Yeah. yeah. If I get really bad with my shoulder and it starts, that nerve gets trapped and, and buzzing, then I'll take one. But um that's what I did prescribe for. And that, that's really good for nerve pain. So maybe you could speak to your doctor about that one. I reckon that might help really knock it on. Yeah. The head. So it obviously affected you later in the week more. So did you try and have a run or something earlier in the week or all? Yeah, I, I run early in the week, one, one run. And I was like, yeah, I think I'll be right tomorrow. But then it just kept getting worse. So I didn't do anything for the rest of the week. And I think friday we went to the sunny coast and i did like a jog with my wife tammy and then the next day it was like bad again so i've just decided to just completely rest and um but it was a report like, out just said that best thing for like, i don't know where it came from the best thing for back pain is exercise and i was like well it's it, course, it depend core on what strength your back, back what your back pain is yeah, cool. usually it's core strength. Like if you can get your core strength really strong yeah. and that's not not so much like abdominals, it's like the core. It's I don't know what the actual muscles it's are a called. Bit... It's the muscle band that wraps around the lower yeah. back from into your groin. Oh, like you've got to get that? that super strong. Mm, and then the pain seems cool. to go. But when you've got pain, you've sort of seemed to have like a couple of weeks of like a window of like, lag time so like you start really working on your core and then it takes that like two week period and then at the end of two weeks once your core starts getting stronger again the pain like sort of goes it's like weird yeah, yeah. but yeah on the positive um front i've entered a race so i'm entered in the um Ooh, i'm in the i'm in the pan pacific games 5k road race and the 10.5k trail race Yes. So the, the road race is on the Thursday and then the trail was on the Sunday. So I thought they were good, sort of, you know, enough time to recover to do both. Um, You're going to stay down there? It's on the Gold Coast, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, I think the 5K race is at, it's run on that road near SeaWorld. Oh, yeah. So we're, if we stay where we did for the Gold Coast Marathon, it's in 2. a perfect 5K out and back then. Yeah. It's in a perfect location for that. Where's the Just trail the, race? Uh, yeah. I'll have to look that up. I'll post the the, uh, the info in the uh, description of the show. I wonder if they might do it in the rang or something. I've seen the videos. It definitely is yeah. like in a proper trail. So, yeah, it must be sort of in the hinterland somewhere, eh? Well, it wouldn't be too far, though, because but you want to place easy to park. So, in the rang, you've got the velodrome there. Mm. And that might, I wonder if they might do it. Um, it looked know. like a pretty flat race, but it was more um, just that it was a cross country trail, I think, more yeah. so. Yeah, I'm so, just googling. Well, that's it. the weekend we've. Um, I've just entered today, Spartan. The yeah, um, yeah, I saw glorious. That. Yes, and I've gone in wave one. Are you in wave one? I haven't filled. I haven't filled the form out. Still there in the browser, ready to go. And I saw your message before, but I had to I've ask entered, you whether I mean, you're just going to take the I car. Mean, off I, I, I locked in. The, I said the bus, and uh, which you can change. change easy enough. Yes, yeah. no problem. All right, I'll, I'll do one, the same thing. Then. Going wave one is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll do that after. Okay, yeah, so at the Coomabar Kuma, Kuma Lakelands Conservation Area. Yeah. So that is... Be flat, I reckon. Yeah, be flat. I've it's... seen there was a sporting field near there as well. Yeah, it'd be like that. the World Cross Country Championships. It's not really cross country. It's just running around a grass field. <laughs> it's actually not far from the Southport Airport. Yeah. Oh, there okay. Go. There we go. That'd be flat. Yeah. yeah. Near Helens. Right. Like in between Helens Vale Westfield and the airport so yeah shouldn't be too well, that road run it sounds it. like it's going to be pretty flat too it'll be yeah long, yeah, yeah. Be fast. Be looks fast eh? looks good yeah so what are you in is what's the age group uh gaps uh it's like 40 to 44 for me so then yep. i guess 44 to 45 to 49 yeah yeah, yeah. 45 yep. to 49 same as parker i think so whatever age yeah. category you're at parker i think you're still in the same age category over 40 you might have a good chance with that then yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, in my age group, I'll definitely. And what happens if you crack. get in? What you you have to win it to be able to go to the worlds? I've got no idea, actually, to be honest. And where, where the, where's the world? Would you go? Oh, if I made the team, 
It sounds it sounds like you got a couple of good days anyway. I think the um, road race is Thursday and then your trial race is Saturday, so you could hit a hard five. I think it's a, on the Sunday. Is it the trial uh, race? Yeah. So I've got even more. I've got another day to Saturday. recover. I think it's Saturday, the twelfth. Yeah, twelfth is Saturday. The thirteenth is the Sunday. Yeah, but mate, you know, would that be great if you could go for the Australian team to the world? That'd be yeah, cool. you're right, Steve. It's a Saturday. Yeah, I think you got a day's break in between too, so you'd be able to do some sort of um, light recovery jog in between Pan. just to get What's the What's Pan going. Pacific? What area does that cover? What is Pan Pacific? Is that? Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Don't even know what that's short for because it is short for something. Because yeah. there's Pan Pacific Airlines as well years ago. Yeah, so maybe it covers sort of like um, Indonesia and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know. So a region including Hong Kong, Southeast Asia, Australia. Yeah. Not so including Japan or Korea. There you not, go. not Japan. Not Japan or Korea. So it might be China then. I think it's just, um, yeah, Asia. So all of Indonesia and all that sort of area. Indo. Plus Australia. Yeah. Plus, yeah. Oh, well. Um, interesting with the actual, well, the actual Pan-Pacific yeah, well, that is the Pan Pacific champ. Is it the what the champs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure they had it in Singapore before and Seoul. Um, I'm assuming so it's just the Asian countries all around Hong Kong, Singapore, all that sort of thing. Southeast Asia basically. Yeah. And then Australia. But on the uh on the training front, I'm uh, officially still a South Pine Strider, but I'm also now a run co runner. I'm signed up for the uh run co. Runco, that's Paul Gourlay and Andy Day. Yeah. Paul did my training for um Gold Coast, but Andy's doing it this time. So yep. what have so, you done? You've signed up. Yeah. So I've like um like I'm an actual registered member now of the Runco crew. So yep. when you enter a race, who do you enter under? I don't matter. I don't know. That's conf- yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, double allegiance. Probably the striders yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. But that'll be cool. Um, bridges. I think with that with that instance, it'd be depending on who's running with you. So just say Wax and you use both striders. If Wax goes, let's do this, you'd have to go striders. Yeah, for but sure. But if you're, if you're running with the other crew and Wax wasn't coming along or any of the other boys that you're training with, you just go Runco, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, that's, uh, um... Spartan, what are we what are we doing um, Mount Glorious as? The track's Mount Glorious. We're we just... Uh, Podcast crew. Let's just wear a singlets, bro. Yeah. Let's do podcast. it. Podcast. Yeah, sleep for sure. Yeah, but you yeah, have to wear, I'm wearing my little pack. So, you know, I'll be yeah. wearing my running vest. So, yeah, yeah, is, that, is that race on the Sunday? Yeah. 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 Oh, I can, I'll come up and uh, get the drone out again. That'd be a yeah, great yeah. little video. Oh, I must tell you about what happened with my drone. Yeah, go on. I, I was up the coast on, um, like I said, on the weekend, we went up for like Father's Day a day early and then came back on Sunday because my parents come back from the UK. And, uh, I took my drone up and I got some footage early on Friday morning around Alex head. I was um, basically just like buzzing around following the surface of Alex and that was cool. And then I think the next day on, in the afternoon, I said, Oh, I'm going to go down to, there was a bit more swell and we're, we're always at Tammy's parents at Moffat beach. So I said, I'll go down to Dickey beach and um, fly the drone. Yeah. And, Oh, I just jump in the car and oh, yeah, yeah. drove down there, parked up, and there was actually a bit of swell. I was like, oh, cool. And there was probably about 15 people surfing sort of like near the shore. And then about 200 metres out, there's a place they call Reef, and mm. it's like a reef break that's out Is the back. Is it breaking? Of, yeah. Like, and I was like, man, I'm going to get out there and actually try and get a couple of these set waves because it looked pretty good. So I'm like probably 180 metres offshore, and my drone – goes um actually forced landing like and i'm like no no on no, a no. surfboard i was about 10 meters above the like water and it just started landing and i was completely powerless of the controls i i couldn't Why stop did it you do that no it, i googled online when i got home and it's apparently a faulty battery so it means oh. your battery's just like gone from full to just zero Fuck. so things is running out just just started stopping and i was like oh managed to turn the drone around back to shore and i like could get i just could get it going forwards but a really like slow speed 
And as I'm going back to the shore, like I'm just seeing the water getting closer and closer and closer. <laughs> no, no, no. Flew it straight through the surfers. They're all like blowing up thinking that I'm, you know, being a smart ass, like get it out of the way. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. I'm about 10 meters from shore and I can see a wave in front of the drone, you know, like above, like completely block my line of sight. And I've just gone, bosh, hit the wave. Oh. I've gone, oh no, like the, the, the um the view on my phone like that I'm controlling it just went black. I'll like, have to oh, send it to us. I've got to watch that. I've got to I've got to swim out and get this thing and um and then it just popped up and it had done a somersault and it was still like above the water like it <laughs> it had hit the wave and like bounced up and yeah. uh, I managed to just just miss the water coming in again and then crash landed into the sand. You break I'll anything? Run down there and it was. Oh, I mean I have. I flew it the next day, but I don't know how much longer it'll last because it. You got need to blow salt, that. Get the water yeah. out and shit. I did. did you break I got, anything on it? I got my battery blower and blew all of it out, but I mean there would be salt water all through the internals of it, and oh, but yeah, it's still working. Strangely enough, but but you yeah. can get that. You can get that cover, can't you? On on those um, DJ DJ drones. Like yeah. if you lose it, then it's like it's only about a hundred bucks a year or something. But if you lose it, you get they give you a new one. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you yeah. pull the housing open on it? Give it a bit of a clean out to get rid of the nah, salt. That thing has got so many holes in it. Yeah. Like the water would just run through it like a drain, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's fucked. Shit. Like you get sand in it. I've got sand in mine. It was really windy when I flew it up at up the coast. Oh, mate, there's just sand. And you can just keep, you keep seeing it, eh? Like, you keep seeing it in the rotors and everything. You're like, oh, shit. It's like Fraser's car at the weekend. He's like, where he's <laughs> been driving, that. it's been vibrating. There's just sand. I said, didn't you clean this out? He goes, yeah. It's just coming out of... It just out vibrates of, out of everywhere. It's just coming out of everywhere. Like, yeah. it's just so much sand. Well, here. he was telling us, remember last week, he got under and he hosed it all out. And he reckons every time he pulls up at home the next day, he's got little piles of sand on the ground everywhere. Oh man, so I'd be taking it to one of them proper there must be heaps. clean day. Eh? Must be heaps in the chassis and stuff, eh? Yeah, that's how those things rust, don't they? They just get crap all up in them. You got to get you get one of those electric things you go up under your car, can't you? And it, it electrolysis. Um, it's a yeah, it, it's like it's a negative an electric iron, anode. And so but the it, positive yeah. positive charged particles don't hit it. Stay away. Yeah. It just turns it into an electric anode, so the anode absorbs all the electrolysis instead of expensive. Car. I think they're about 300 bucks or something. I don't know how ARB and all the major four-drive places do them. So. Well, I don't know if he's just been properly um, undercoated, has it? Like sprayed to rust Yeah, I don't think they spray it with some sort of undercoat. They put like a oil on it, usually like um, they're like a linseed or something like something like a thick oil that doesn't wash off. Once Ooh. it's coated, once it coats the metal. Yeah, but they gotta they got to spray it. So that shit runs out forever as well. But I think the electrolysis thing, it just stops the car. It, it creates an electric current that's obviously degrades quicker than the metal. So then the, the electrolysis of the electric anode degrades quicker than the car. So basically it takes the grunt of the corrosion. I knew the, I knew the tech guru would know, know about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I need to add my, because um, I was out running uh, last week and my sugar was getting low. I had a gel, but I thought, I really could have done with stopping as I went past the um, IGA and getting something, but I didn't have any payment oh, um, yeah. on me. I thought you so said I need that to was on add there. my credit card to my fa- to my watch so I could at least go in and pay for something. And yeah. use my watch. I think you're going to Garmin. You got to do it through the Garmin and connect that. Yeah. And I'm hoping one day that because sometimes you're out running, you don't have your phone, and you go, "Oh, that's really nice. I really want to take a photo." Yeah, I always think the same, eh? How good would it be to go like that? Just go. Just go, go, go. And then even if it's upside down, I could just like change it later. That's definitely. Garmin, if you're listening, anyone who works at Garmin, like let's add a camera to the, uh, yeah, to the, to the um, Garmin. I always think like when I see a snake or something and I don't have my phone, I'm like, oh man, if I could take a photo on my watch, how good would it be? Yeah. True. Listen, I haven't done much this week. I've done 35K. And um, I have entered the Logan Marathon, which is on the 18th of December. I've got to say, fair play, it's a hundred bucks, right? And I don't know if I got, I don't, I didn't get the early bird. The early bird's eighty bucks. Mm. I get, I get. Um, obviously, you get your your name on the race bib. Um, you get a singlet, a really nice singlet, 
um, you get a pair of socks, you get a finishers medal, and Jesus. you get a head, you get a beanie with a head with a torch on it, all for a hundred bucks. And I'm like, that's all right. Wow, that's good. Like, uh, so uh, that's going to be my first road marathon. Um, is the Logan Marathon, the Logan Running Festival? They got um, half marathon, and I think a ten k and a five k coming up. So uh, we'll be there um, for that. My first road marathon. Boom. And you and you've thought up some sort of um, time scenario in your head what you'd like to achieve. Well, you, this is yeah. it. I did a little video. I don't know if I'm going to put it together and post it on my YouTube channel, but you know, after our discussions, is Woolly said, "Yeah, you'll do three and a half hours." uh for a marathon road marathon so that's uh five minutes a k but um i've now dialed that back to five minutes 30 a k which will get me in at about three hours 50 minutes yeah. being realistic and uh, that's just for me being a bit honest with myself and you guys and you've not really mm -hmm. trained for it have you like it's no, not like you've put no. a proper training block together or anything See, when just... i do it when i do a trail trail ultra or trail race i yeah. just go with the terrain and if i need to walk i walk and that and i don't go oh, it's a set time i've got to do this set time because you know the terrain's always different but um this is I've got a set pace i can stick to because it's, it's going to be the pan flat and i can just stick to it and that and i'm not used to doing anything like that unless it's park run so um i've been out like I can go for a run around here, five, six K, ten K and, and do five twenty at five fifteen a K. Yeah, no problem. Um, but I definitely don't think I'd be able to do five I wouldn't be able to stick at five minutes a K for forty two Ks. And then even five fifteen realistically is it would be a bit tricky. And okay, I might be able to do it in the Zoom fly threes or me um vapor flies, but my legs would be fucked at the end. So I'm gonna run in me Keanu. Asics Gel Keanu 28s, and um, I think I'm going to start at five minutes 30 a K. And if I'm feeling okay after you know 20 30 K, I'll might up it a little bit and see. We, did, we didn't get in your head on Saturday, did we? We were like doing that warm down. Daniel O'Hara joined us, and he's done a marathon too and had some sort of pace. I think he was hoping for 515 last year at the sunny coast, Mara. Yeah, and and I think we just sort of went through a different, a whole heap of different race times, given your your sort of pace. And I think you sort I of liked wanna... the idea of that three fifty, didn't you? Yeah, I just don't want to go off too hard, and then really cook myself. Yeah, and then don't even make four hours. Yeah. I have to stop or something. So, especially with my back hurting me in the mornings, so I've got to I've got to go for another massage and get that done. Get on the painkillers. Um, it's unfortunate, but you got to do it at our age. And um, uh, look, if, um, just being honest with myself, if if I go at five thirty a k, mm. which you know, like it, it sounds, it sounds a lot realistic. more achievable than the other paces anyway. Yeah, like um, fuck, you know, like I've done a, I've done a fair few races this year, and I've still got a few more to do. I mean, when I look at my little list, um. That I'm going to do. Um, I'm not going to do the Pinnacles Classic, but um, I might go and on the 23rd of October and do the Ewan Maddock Dam 21K. And they do a 5 and 11K there as well. And Mathilde might come and do one of those because then on the 6th of November, we've got the Red Run 8.5K. So um, Mathilde's training for that. And then the, a week after, we got Mount Glorious 22, 23K. So. Um, and I've done three ultras already this year with um, the Brisbane Trail Marathon end up being an ultra. We've got, I've done the Noosa Ultra and then the Brisbane Trail Ultra 122K I ended up doing. Mm. So, um, yeah, like for my first road marathon, I've probably got a fair decent bit of um, distance in my legs. So I'm not really worried that this week I haven't done much. And we were just talking offline. We could talk about now. Um, I was meant to go for a run tonight. I was going to go. I came home, had a decaf coffee um, and went to go and do um, 10K. But I just really did not feel like it. And I know I procrastinated a little bit, but and sometimes you need to kick out the bum and go, go on, get out there and do it. But I just really was a little bit physically fatigued, but mentally fatigued as well, not motivated. And then... I know people criticise Lance Armstrong, but he was still a great athlete. And, um, 
you know, I reckon they were all on something and you, you know, the drugs they were taking wouldn't turn a donkey into a racehorse. So I take a lot of what he used to say and sort of take, sort of use that. And he said, if you really are stuck. <laughs> you, and using you, what? <laughs> using what he says. Um, he's, yeah, he's, I don't know what he was. He, no, he was using EPO. He said he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he said, if you are really, like, if you really don't feel like doing it and you're like really stuffed, he said, rather than pushing yourself so you demotivate yourself even more, take a rest because that's your body's telling you and your mind's telling you like that you you need that rest and it actually do you better rather than good because i don't want to force myself to go and run and then be like oh fuck and then don't want to run for three days so if i take mm. another day mm. rest i might feel like more like running tomorrow but and sometimes you they're the they're the best runs you get out the door and then you get back and you think shit she run really well then but saturday i did 15k in the rain like and it was mm. like wet and cold and rainy and i did 15k out there in the rain and that's always sometimes a good one like dave goggins will say to you get out there in the rain because what you're going to do on race day if it's raining you're going to just go oh no i don't want to run you've um you jogged my memory just before too when you said about the pinnacles i must give a shout out to um two of the south pine striders david seville and stan fetting who um both completed the comrades marathon in um, south africa david seville ran eight hours 35 minutes and four seconds and stan was eight hours 43 minutes and 19 Wicked. seconds is yeah. it 50 miles yeah it's 80, 87 K, kilometers it? or yeah. something yeah 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 i can't remember oh, the exact Wicked. splits but if you check um david seville on um strava check out his splits man he ran a really good race like he's he was How running is he going is that his first time first one first um yeah, I think he might have done a trail ultra, but that's his first like um big event like that on the roads. And yeah. um yeah, if you check his splits on Strava, he he might have even negative split it, you know. It just did such a good run. That's a world so well that's, done, an awesome, that's an awesome race. Though. Ahead of last weekend, I had a bit of a read about that um one. They reckon that's the hardest fifty Come mile that you can do. So because of the just they said there's a lot of sections that are just a straight line for miles and miles yeah. where you just a mental yep. game of just running in Mentally. a straight line with nothing. They to reckon do. that. Uh, and then hill a, after hill after that. If you read the book, The Rise of the Ultra Runners, it's a, there's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a chapter on it. And um, this, this guy, the, um, the author. author, is running and he's going, He's going, oh, he's going, and he, someone goes on the microphone, standing on the side of the road, like, okay, here comes the bus. Yes. And he's like, what do you mean a fucking bus? Like, he's thinking, like, you know, like a driving bus. And it's the, like, might be like the eight hour bus or the nine hour bus. And it's oh, this okay, guy yeah. running, and he's like, going, come on, jump on board. And he's like, this guy's like really motivated. Like, come on, jump on the bus. And it's just like, oh, shit. And there's like, like a hundred people with him running. Well, like, just a pacer. He's just a pacer, yeah. Oh, cool. But he's yeah. like just really motivating people. That's it. Get on board. Yeah. Oh, now we're catching up the people who went off too fast. Yes, here we go. We're catching <laughs> another one here. No, they're just going, shit, yeah, that's me. I went off too fast. And it's just like, come on, jump on board and all this crap. I reckon, I reckon it's just a great. And it's just like the whole way is lined like the London Marathon. It's just like. Yeah. Great Seen the videos. Jeez, it looks good, eh? Yeah. I reckon it's mentally challenging. I, I had a bit of a read about it, and they said that that one instance you'll be running up and down, so uphill, downhill, uphill, downhill, just for miles on end, and then yeah. just to break you, they'll throw in like a ten mile straight line along some desert or something where you're just <laughs> running straight line, just a flat road with nothing to look at except the people in front of you. And, yeah. and he said, so visually, there's nothing to look at. You're just following a straight line with no views. And then you'll turn a corner, and next minute you're going down a hill, and then a, and then a, a slog out, you know, hike up this big hill. And they said it's just draining because the terrain changes so much. It's not this, not much of the same, but like a big variance in in everything. So it, it actually sounded pretty interesting, but I, I don't know how they went. That's that obviously good times. Yeah. Given those ones you're saying, really good time. Oh, it's eighty odd k, and they got eight hours or something. So that's like yeah. 10, under ten k and over. 
faster than 10k an hour. Yeah, yeah. pretty good, eh? Yeah. Also, I don't know if you guys watched it, but did you see that um, that documentary I sent through on the Dead Cow Gully? Yeah, man, that was really good. Like that. Yeah. Now, when did that? Is that on YouTube? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I sent the link to the group. Um, I'll put the link to that in the description as well for this. Yeah. But man, I actually messaged the guy on Instagram who did the documentary, and I said, "Man, that's one of the best." Like mini documentaries I've ever seen. Pretty cool. Eh? Congratulations. That up, that's up the coast, isn't it? Nanango. Nanango. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. man, it's like it follows mainly cameraman Nicole Dukes. Um, I think a guy. Did cameraman Chris. win this? Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Thompson maybe, and then an English guy, an older English guy who ends up winning it because cameraman. Has, no, sorry, cameraman has to pull out. It was the year he that pulled he out. had, he had the, the kidney issue. problems. Wasn't the one just yeah. gone then? No, the one before. Yeah. No, actually, it was this year because he pulled out because he had he was yeah, pissing he had blood. A, he was pissing blood. Was this oh, year? Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? Oh, sorry, it was this year. I'm thinking yeah. of the other one. Um, I'm thinking of the. Uh, is it the Clint Eastwood? Clint yeah, Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, that was on just a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, but man, that's a great documentary. Oh, it's good. Really, like, really, um, the like. The way that it's filmed is like really cinematic and there's like filming during the day, filming at night and mm. it follows the, you know, like it says like lap one, 150 runners still um, competing and then it will go like lap three and it's like down to 70 and then it's like oh, yeah, yeah. getting to the point where they've run 80K and there's only sort of like, you know, 12 people left and then the next yeah. lap there's only yeah. six people left and then yeah. there's three people left but it just keeps going and they're just battling. How many Ks do they do? Oh, I don't know. It's 390, just... I think, or something somewhere oh, around that. Yeah, they were going yeah. for like 40 hours or something. And you just got to get to experience. Oh, no, that was, that the, was lost. Yeah. The hell that they go through during their nighttime runs. Like, you know, they're sitting in the tent just shivering and trying to get food in between each lap. Oh, mate, I was like me at the world 24 hour champs. Oh, I was sitting there shivering, standing in front of a heater, just like, I was, I was well, like you were at that one in, um, in Brisbane, when we're at the, 70K yeah, the 77 checkpoint, 70, oh, yeah, man, checkpoint no. five, mate, I was shivering. Eh? I was cold. Horrendous. I had to get my leggings on, and and that you thought I was cooked, didn't you? Yeah, it was yeah, over. Yeah. I was more of concerned about you. Uh, I won't, I won't dropping out. Yeah, but it was, man, it was a really good, um, a really good documentary. I wish they'd do more things like that yeah. for local events. It's getting, because... a, it's getting a a filmmaker to do it though a professional like, like that would have yeah. cost a bit of money to do that like that guy's done done such a good job on it but you get to like that's the thing that i think running is missing is because the ufc got it right with the like fighting is that they get you invested in the person you know like they take you behind the scenes show them yeah they at home with their kids and stuff and that that was sort of similar because you kind of got a little bit of a background on each person yeah, like, what, like what the characterization of their of who they are. Yeah. 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 And you sort of feel like you do, you just get a little bit of a connection with them. And it's hard to be a viewer though, isn't it? Watching a 40 hour race. It's like, yeah, it gets a bit boring. Well, it's only 35 minutes long, I think. So it's yeah. it's real it was good, just a not too long, not too short, just yeah, bloody good. And I um in America, I was like Courtney, I was watching a Courtney to Water um podcast video. I think it was with Rich Roll. Oh, I've seen the uh, shorts for that. Yeah. And she was talking about a backyard ultra, same distance mm -hmm. each lap, but they went for like 70 hours or something. Yeah. That's nuts. Like, that's like next level. Is like, that the you know, same six point something, seven or eight K loop or whatever? Yeah, like 6.7 Ks. But it's all down to. It's basically it's down to the last two runners, and it's that's the one who comes second as such when they can be bothered to drop out. So yeah. you imagine like you that that Courtney DeWall would be doing a seventy-hour one, like seventy laps, but it's because one the the person who dropped out basically dropped out at the sixty-ninth hour. So it's down to you go because of the you keep going because of the person who comes second. So yeah. you've got maybe. to complete another lap, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. that's the thing so with like, all those events. If you don't, you do, if you don't do the last event, the last lap by yourself and finish after the the second last person drops out, yeah, everyone loses. No, no winner. Everyone loses. Yeah. yeah. So you have to complete it 
within an hour though, wouldn't you? to be a winner. Even, even if you took you uh, even you just crawl around wouldn't you because you don't have to do it within an hour do you, you just have to go no i think you got to finish it in the time don't you oh, yeah, do you? you got one yeah. hour to do it yeah but imagine how mentally strong they'd have to be so that every hour before that they've had someone pushing them so that last hour they'd be doing it by themselves and it's like, what makes you give up? Because you could probably still keep going. They just go, oh, I can't be, because he's not going to give up. So I no. might as well give up. And and they're probably the other person's probably thinking, shit, if they don't give up now, I'm gonna I'm gonna give up. Yeah. You know? So yeah, so I was gonna go for a run this afternoon. This motivational thing. Yeah, I, I'm exactly the same. I was gonna go yeah. and I went. To well, I think a rest is good though. I think it's yeah. good mentally. Just don't worry about it. Don't don't make yourself feel guilty for not. And then I said, no, nah, I'm not going to go. And then Collie goes, oh, Greg, the next door neighbor, he's just gone for a run. I went, oh, I would have went with him. And we don't sort of converse about saying, hey, let's go for a run. So I messaged him on Facebook and said, hey, let's go for a run. And he goes, maybe when I'm a bit quicker. And I said, it doesn't worry. I just said, just cruise along just and cruise along, the yeah. company. And yeah. I said, I'll get you to park run soon. You'd be doing a, a timed 5K, you know. Yeah. But um, he said, all right. <laughs> that's all. That's all I got out of him. <laughs> So between now and uh, so Spartan and I have entered the the Mount Glorious tracks, Mount Glorious 22, 23k race. Um, it's yeah. all uphill for the first yeah. first half. Yeah. Um, it's a cracker, but yeah. nicely. No, it's uphill for the first 4k. Then it goes downhill, and then the last 10k is all uphill. Yeah, uh, gradual. But it's good, right? It's a great art. Uh, the last three, four k through the rainforest is brilliant. Like you love. Says it. it's a two to one ratio uphill to downhill. So it's twelve hundred meters uphill, six hundred and fifty downhill. Yeah, it's a yeah. great. I love it. Uh, it, it. It's a really good race. I'm really looking forward to doing that. Um, and then I've, the got, um, I've got the marathon booked in in two weeks' time. Anything else you got? Locked in. Um, just the red run before that, the week before. Red run the week before that, and yeah. I might. I mean, if I can entice anyone else to come up, jump in with me, we're going to go to Ewan Maddock Dam, mm. which is um, what day was that? October just indoors. Uh, that's the twenty third of October. Okay. Just in, just in uh, two weeks before Red Run. That's inland from yeah. Caloundra. Yeah, yeah. And it takes 40, 40 minutes to get there from here. They got a five yeah. eleven and a twenty one k. Yeah. On. So I was going to enter, and it's 8 a.m. start, so that's good. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there's the um, – oh, and a shout-out. It's the Glass House 100 coming this uh, this weekend. Yes, this weekend. Yeah. yeah, this weekend. On Saturday, Sunday. So there's the 100 miler, the 100K, and the 50K. Yeah. So good luck to everyone that's uh, taking part in that. Steve, you've entered the um, – Pan Pacific Games. Anything else on your horizon? Um, nothing really. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to find that results for that dead cow Cali this this year. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to give the guy one hour shout out because yeah, sorry. Right. Um... Now talking of, I was just looking up the altitude when I was running at Utrans. I did the Trail of the Bear, and the at the altitude start is just over a thousand meters, and that's this basically the same as at Chamonix, where they start UTMB, which I was quite surprised. I thought, I thought Chamonix was a little bit higher. So, um, if um, I was ever going to go and do UTMB or anyone's thinking of doing it, you definitely need to get out there, I reckon, or do some altitude training to help yourself acclimatize because mm. it definitely you can once you start running and you're up there, you definitely can definitely can feel it so um yeah i was quite surprised to feel that utrans was the same altitude no, no wonder when i got to 1500 meters at the top there and looked out in that photo um we're above the clouds does it feel like just your lungs can't take on the oxygen you just your heart rate's just racing and yeah is like, it because of air pressure or is it and it just feels like um oxygen? it's because of the it's well the air pressure causes the lack of oxygen Okay. Well, the lack of air pressure is the lack of oxygen, and you just um, the air's thinner up there. So yeah, mm. you just start feel like you're having to suck a bit deeper. Yeah. To get sort of an effect. Yeah. So it's a constant effect. It's not just something they can adapt to, like during the race. No. So when you're walking around, it's all right. I didn't notice it when I was like there, but it wasn't until I started running, and I was like, mm. you know, you don't really feel it too much, but you just notice. I noticed my heart rate was high, so my yeah. heart rate was pumping harder to get the same amount of oxygen around but yeah i just sort of sucked it up and kept kept going at that higher rate yeah well. so there we go 
the river runs on this weekend too in Brisbane along um what's that um it's on the this side of the river. Uh, yeah, it's down at um the um gardens, isn't it? Botanical yeah, gardens. Botanical gardens out and back. Mm. They've got um, a few different distances there and they got a yeah. seven hour enduro over there or something. Yeah, and they got a relay, so a team's relay. They got fifty K, a hundred K, forty two K. Yeah, they got a heap of stuff there. Um Steve's they started yeah, sorry, I just, I've got that. Uh, it was Barry Loveday who won, who won, and um, yeah, he was he's like pretty emotional at the end when he won. That's yeah. yeah, oh, he would be. The yeah. Cameraman got third, and Nicole Duke's fifth, I think, from memory. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry to interrupt that. Sorry, that took me all that time to find. find you would be, wouldn't you, though? Because you'd be like, I've just been trying so hard mm. to win. And it's like, who's going to drop out? Who's going to drop out? You know, it's like it's the end of a fight, you know? It's like sometimes someone just takes a knee and takes an eight count because they're stuffed or the towel gets thrown in and you're like, um, the poor guys, the poor, your opponent's given everything. And it is, you know, it's just like, who's going to crack first? I think the hardest thing in my head, sort of listening to those results is like, imagine you were on the verge of that last lap and you thought, shit, this is all I got. And then the other guy drops out and you go, now I've got to complete another lap. There's no one pushing you Yeah, and you have to do it. That last lap would just be hell, I reckon. Yeah, because you've got to complete that to to win because otherwise there's no winner. Mm -hmm. If you don't win that one, you both end up on the same lap. So it's. I wonder how many of these backyard ultras or front yard ultra or whatever you want to call them, um, have had that no one actually won. Yeah. So no one actually, the last person didn't complete that last lap. There'd have to be a few. It's an interesting concept, isn't it? It's like, it's quite, I quite, I quite like it, but uh, it's yeah. just like, it's, a te- it's just a, who can keep going the longest. Yeah. You know, it's, um, there's no finish line until someone, it's, there's only yeah. one person left. It's crazy. It'd be like everyone dropping out of a marathon with one K to go and knowing you you were the only person to finish and you cramped or something and you go, I've just got to make it, but you had a time limit. You know what I mean? Yeah, got to get there, got to get there. You just like drag yourself. It's crazy because, yeah, you've already had the euphoria of like going, you're the last person because the other guy didn't make it, but you still got to do another 6.7 K, which is a long way, really. Man, that's what I was thinking because you sort of, you listen to it and you think, ah, oh, man, they're only running like, you know, just under 7K. But yeah. you just don't realize that you're Even doing if you that took you nine hour. minutes to do a K, you'd be like 50 odd minutes. Yeah. So you got you got to keep, you can't just like walk. You got to keep going. You got to give it a good hit. And like it, the race organizer explains and he says, if you're in the portalo when that whistle goes, because they give you a warning whistle. And if you're not on the start line, doesn't matter if you, you know, you can't get off the toilet and you're five yeah. seconds too late to the line. Is it 30 seconds on limit? Is there? Can't you, you go though? Can't you still go and you got to catch everyone up? No, you got to no, be, you you be in there, little start. Oh, you got to be in the thing. start line. Yeah. yeah. There's like a little area before the start away, line. Yeah. Imagine if you were feeling really good, but you just went, sat down in your chair and you just accidentally fell asleep and there was no one to wake you up. I reckon it would happen. Like, oh, no, I've missed it. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. You'd yeah. be gutted. At night time, like it'd be so easy to just doze off, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. You need you need your team there with you, going, "Hey, get up!" Yeah. Well, it's Wake funny because our mate, our mate John Rose in England, he he did one not that long ago, and um, he just through a gut problems, end up pulling out. I think in the middle of the night. But then you'd be like, "Oh, he still great. did I have a good sleep now." He still half. He still did like. 55k or something, didn't he? Or yeah, he still did, 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 yeah. did a good old effort. Yeah. yeah, a long way. Yeah, some of them start at night, don't they? Like the the Clint the Clint Eastwood last man standing that starts at like 10, 11 o'clock at night. No, I think it started at nine a.m. this year. Oh, did so, it? So you start yeah. on a Friday, Friday yeah. evening. So Friday you go to nine work a.m. And then you could just go yeah. there and start running. Yeah, so it was Friday nine a.m. I think last year it was earlier in the morning. It was like it might have been six AM, but this year they started later. Mm. But um but that there, that was the Australian record for the distance, I think. How many laps at the Clint Eastwood this year? Yeah, the women got the women's race, they got the longest distance, wasn't it? I think cameraman. No, cameraman did. He won that. Well, for Clint Eastwood. Yeah, the last one standing okay. just recently. I think it was like three hundred and ninety Ks or somewhere around that. And that was an Australian record, yeah. Fuck. 
Okay. So, but no, in, 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 in saying that's 390 Ks here, that they've had 700 Ks overseas. Yeah. Um, in some of theirs. So we're still a little bit behind, but I guess creating a new Australian record is only going to push everyone that competes further yeah. next time. Yeah. Because it'll give them some sort of target to say, this is. This you don't know how far you can go until you got that last person pushing you, do you? Yeah. So, like, cameraman may have be able to go 70 hours. So, it yeah. just depends. You've got someone else there that wants to keep going as well. They go, Oh, I just can't be bothered. From one, from sorry, from You're watching right. that documentary, it was. Oh, I think he only pulled out because he sort of had. He was made yeah, to. Yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> it looks looked like he was keen to keep going. Like, yeah, definitely Come not. Man. Was, yeah, yeah. You don't realize, do you, that you're putting yourself into. Sometimes you need that third party to say, "Mate, you, you, you've, you, yeah, yeah. Just, just call it quits. Otherwise, you, you're never going to recover from you that. You do, yeah. You won't be able to ever run again." do some serious yeah. damage to your kidneys or whatever more, and yeah. more harm than good yeah yeah, yeah for sure oh, right. i just wanted to um quickly go through the uh the big half results from london um how good was that that's the half good, marathon eh? yeah it's like even the london half marathon yeah even got a little um cheeky appearance from your brother at the end there nath i see that i was actually sent the video to you sent me i sent it to him and he sent a laugh in fact clap clap and then a laughing face so uh, obviously my, my brother was involved with organizing uh that one and he he, he knows mo Farah very well um has been out to africa and that training with him so so he it says there he organized the elites for the um london marathon and the big half is that right is yeah that what said? yeah and he does the um diamond league as well so when they have the diamond league big event in london um he um he organizes all the because it's only elites anyway. He organizes everyone for that. That's pretty cool. The start of that, too, Steve, how they got all the elites to line up at the start and then they all take off, and then everyone else, what they say, 2,500 yeah. runners. Holy crap, just doing the half marathon. Yeah, yeah, big event though. Like, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really good. But that, that was, um, it's good to see Mo Farah win again because he's sort of like, I he thought got... he'd retired. Well, he got yeah. done recently. I can't think of the race, but he got done by just like a local runner. Oh, um, that's right. That was that 10K thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm trying to think of the guy who beat and him. He's he said just, that's it. He's giving it. Well, he wasn't a local, you know. He was, just he was an good elite. runner. He's an elite runner, but like he wasn't, he didn't even have his name on his um, number. You know, the, the, you know the, the, the 10 favorites all have their name on the number. This yeah. guy just had like, you know, number one, two, three or whatever. But um yeah, so Mo Farah won in um sixty one minutes. I think 49. you should actually refer to him as Sir Mo Farah. Yeah, it is Sir Mo Farah. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Um yeah, so he um ran a really good race and and won that. So it's just good to see him still at the top of his game. He's forty two, uh, I think. I yeah, think he's forty years old. Yeah. I'd like to see him have another crack at the marathon, but I don't know whether he's got the um whether his body can take the yeah. the miles to do it. Yeah. But um yeah, Jack Rowe was second in um sixty-two minutes oh four. And uh that young Jake Smith, who's like I think he's gonna be the next superstar of British athletics. Um he was third in sixty-two and ten seconds. And um yeah, he ran a really good race. He's a really good guy to follow on social media. He's um he's a bit of a like personality too. He does the odd race where he'll wear like a different color vapor fly. On each foot, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a, a red and a green, a pink and a green one. In the women's, um, Alicia McC uh, McCoggan one. Hey, yeah. she's looking strong. Yeah, she's just on fire, eh? Yeah. She's winning everything. Yeah, it's in a prime now. It's good. Sorry, second place was Charlotte Purdue. She's she trains with the Melbourne Track Club. But oh, she's wow. been uh, back in England. I think she's been battling COVID. Is that why? Is that why her tan's so good? Yeah, she trained in Melbourne with all like Sinead Diver and um, all those girls. And then uh, third place was Samantha Harrison in um, an hour and 10, 22. Sorry, Charlotte Perdue was an hour, 10, 15. So they were pretty close. Alicia McColgan was like 67 minutes. So she's quite, yeah, she was quite a way ahead of them. But yeah, great to watch. I'll put, I'll put the YouTube link for that race in the... Um, in the description to this as well, I'll uh, put I'll that. put the uh, the minutes where you'll get to see Nathan and Fraser's brother at the yeah. end. 
Good to see yeah. Spencer. Don't see him that often. <laughs> We're going to get him on the podcast. Yeah. Probably too yeah, busy. Do you, yeah. um, you guys watch the Commonwealth Games? So yeah, for sure. You've seen the fight, Jack Rayner on the 5K. I think he was eighth at 13 minutes 34, I think, something somewhere around that. 1334. Yeah. Stuart McSween, he um, was crook, so he pulled out at the last minute for the 5K and the 1500. He ran last night 12, uh, sorry, not last night, two days ago, um, yeah. 12 minutes 56. Yeah, sub 13. Bloody I think good it was running, eh? seventh or eighth place in the field too. So they're all only seconds apart from first through to, to eighth. I think it was about four seconds between the whole lot of them. Swine. Good to see him back on form. Yeah. So he's obviously over his own little sickness he had. And that's that's a fast time too. Yeah. That was a diamond league, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've got them all on um, series link on my fuck cell. Oh, Nice. So I'll sit down and catch them up. It's the best way to do it because you can just whiz through all the javelin and yeah. field events and that. And it would have been good to see. Runs. Would have been good to have him at the the Commonwealth Games. He might he might have run a really good time too. I know, and you feel sorry for him because he's been like the best Aussie over sort of like um, mm. fifteen hundred and five k, and then every time he's been to a major yeah. um, race, a major tournament. Sorry, he's just either been sick or recovering from sickness. So sort yeah. of. You know, Ollie Hall won the 1500. I sort of feel sorry for Stewie a bit because he just missed out on his chance to yeah. get some glory, but oh, I'm sure he'll be back. Is he our fastest 5K runner or has is, is Craig Mottram still got the record? Is uh, it Craig Mottram? I know he's got the Craig might have 10K record, Stewie yeah. does. Yeah. And I think... He's the most recent fastest, isn't he? Yeah, I think the 5K might be on his radar, but I think yeah, Mottram yeah. still, still got the record by like a... Tenth of a second, seconds. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's so close, though. So still big things to come. Yeah, yeah. And now he's getting healthy again. That'll be good. But yeah, yeah. like when you listen to the um, all the elites that are running that big half in London, they're they're all um, having major troubles reco- recovering from COVID. Yeah, knock seems to Probably knock everyone I reckon, around. I reckon they get back to training too early. Yeah, just getting back into hard training just way too quick. And it's not like they do like the case that we do. They do a lot of case. So they're just back. And there's probably that psychological issue that again, oh my God, I'm going to lose if I don't keep this training up. Yeah. And what, what they do is they end up like you take one step forward, but up two steps back rather than, mm. you know, like rest up for maybe for another week. Um, mm. I don't know from what I've seen online. It's like, I don't think it's the easy running that does the, does the damage it's the smashing the sessions and that you know the real high heart rate stuff that seems to yep seems to knock you around so much so definitely um if you've had covid don't rush back to getting fit again too quickly because there's nothing that's what to, i found my heart rate was just nothing even my resting for. heart rate was high and i was like yeah the tickers just let it just let it get over it and it's like battling you know, like a fever constantly when your body does that too like when you got a fever your heart mm. rate's really high because it's trying to battle your body body's just trying to to run run it good all the time it's just working all the time yeah any any purchases of the week because i actually got one from in um france which i didn't mention where purchase of the week Uh, it was just 25 euro which is about 40 bucks it's this little running vest oh wicked it's a three liter running vest right it was it's called kip run and that's got anything to do with kip chogi but it's the decathlon sport which is just I've, i did a little video i have to put it on youtube of the place was just like twice the size of costco it was just amazing every sport you could think of they had stuff there surf surfboards mountain bikes scuba diving handball every kind of racket sport you can think of and they had this little vest and i thought oh that'd be great for when i go out for little training runs and i don't want don't just want to carry some water and my phone and my keys and few gels and stuff that looks um, lightweight as probably like oh, 50 grams 100 grams i don't know um i should wait but it would be perfect to fit one flask in for the marathon when i do the my marathon in a couple of weeks i could fit an electrolyte i can fit my car key my phone and some gels and stuff and i'll just run with that mm. on me you know being a diabetic i need to make sure i just get some extra stuff on me and I, if i ran with my belt 
might just be too much stuff in it. So I think I'd be more comfortable just stick that on. It's like a zip pocket light, on the back. Mm. It's like big pockets down the side and that. I was like, fuck yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Nice looking piece of kit. Yeah, I mm. should have bought some more because I sold them, make a bit of money. But they're good little, good little vests. I was like, 25 yeah. euros, like 40 bucks. Almost looks like you wouldn't, you wouldn't even know it'd be on though. That looks like kind of really no, light weight and everything. It's so light. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. yeah. Cool. I haven't actually used it yet. So, um, better get training then. Yeah. But better get out. Better get my finger out. Get some training. Looks like a bit of a like stripper's thong. Maybe. <laughs> 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 bit big. Yeah. 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 I've been I've been re rewatching Entourage, the TV show. I don't know if you any of you oh, yeah, that's seen a bit that. old, isn't it? Oh, like just because I've had a bit of time because I've been just laying on on my laying down off my back this week. Wow, that's a great show. I've that yeah, that's what made me think of it because they're always in strip bars and <laughs> like chicks everywhere and that. And it's such a great show. Have you seen it, Steve? Yeah. Tammy walks oh, in, he quickly turns so it over good. to YouTube. Oh, she's watching it. <laughs> she's watching it. Yeah, yeah so good, eh? Yeah, yeah, I finished it. I finished it last night. The all eight seasons. Just binged Jesus. it. Jeez. So good. Oh, we're watching the um, House of the Dragon, mate. the prequel to um, Lord uh, to Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. So we got another episode to watch tonight. I just yep. got a, a, a notification that it's up. So episode three. That's pretty yeah. good. Look at you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Let's All right. go. Yeah. Well, spring is on us. It's spring now officially. It doesn't feel like it. It's still, yeah. still cold. Going to notice that heat now at Park Run. Coming. And the yeah. rain. Apparently, we've got a lot of rain coming. That's the yeah. humidity in the mornings, I reckon. Yeah. 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 All right. Anyway. All right. We'll see you later. Yeah. Wicked. See, see you, boys. Soon. See ya.